listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome to episode number 141. And this week, we welcome back to the show the dominant GLCW champion of over 1,000 days, the shot caller, Backwoods Brown. We're going to talk about his title reign, and we're going to preview a special event this weekend, One Fall Entertainment's Pink Heels up in Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin. Plus, we're going to touch upon AAW's Jim Lynham Memorial Tournament. Great stuff from them. We're going to preview Freelance. We're going to preview Chicago Style Wrestling. And later on also, we're going to preview in-depth Freelance Underground this weekend. And there's also other shows to talk about. Action Pack Show coming up right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. Brand new SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Broad Stop in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Before we get into all the great local events that just happened or are coming up this weekend... WWE, the excitement under Triple H is palpable. More and more returns are coming. We just had Bray Wyatt return. We had the Good Brothers return. And yes, the Good Brothers, former guests on Windy City Slam podcast, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows are back in WWE. And if you want to check out that Good Brothers episode from a couple of years ago, check out our archives or go to WindyCitySlam.com for more. And then we had Max Dupree going back to his L.A. Knight character. And obviously, there's a lot more rumblings going on. Will Eric Rowan return? Sasha Banks, Naomi, a lot of potential returns still to be determined. People are throwing out Aleister Black, but the last time I checked, he was still under contract with AEW as Malachi Black. So I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. But if that did happen, that would be very, very exciting. All in all... Triple H era so far is terrific. Looking forward to Crown Jewel and Survivor Series to close up the year. And this weekend, NXT's Halloween Havoc, Saturday night, 
on WWE Network and Peacock. NXT Championship, we have Braun Breaker defending against Ilya Dragunov and JD McDonough. That should be a terrific triple threat match. And then, one year standing, NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose defends against Alba Fire. And in a Weapons Wild match, Chicago Land's Cora Jade takes on Roxanne Perez. That should be an action-packed card this weekend. Very excited to check that out. Following my coverage of Freelance Underground in Joliet this Saturday night, I'm going to catch that pay-per-view probably sometime either late on Saturday or sometime on Sunday, but I'm definitely looking forward to that show as well. Locally, AAW Pro presented the Jim Lina Memorial Tournament this past Friday and Saturday night at the Logan Square Auditorium in Chicago, and congratulations to this year's champion, Gnarls Garvin, that's right, Big Beef, four victories, taking it all, defeating Davey Vega in the final, and Big Beef's route to the championship. He defeated Silas Young in the first round, and then in the quarterfinal match, defeating the surprise entry of Hakeem Zayn, and in the semifinals, knocking off Fred Yehai. Lots of great matches this past weekend. We also had in the tournament, Masha Slamovich, the first ever woman to participate in the Lineham tournament, defeated Dante Leon in the first round before getting knocked out in the quarterfinals by Davey Vega. And we had Jake Something successfully defending his AAW Heavyweight Championship twice, defeating Ren Jones on Friday. And then in a six-way match, he defeated Silas Young, Zachary Wentz, Calvin Tankman, Dante Leon, and Ren Jones. Two for two for Jake something. Action Pack Show. Lots of other great matches as well we, we didn't even mention. Check all that out on highspots.tv now. The whole show's available there. Also this past weekend, Pow Entertainment presented Saturday Night Fights at Turner's Hall in Elgin. Acid Jazz won the Battle Royal. And then we had Midhooks O'Bannon, one half of IPA defeating one half of the POW Tag Team Champions, Xavier DeFaust. And then, Psychotic Jimmy Blaze defeated Tommy McCobb. And if I'm reading this right, this is crazy. Trog the Caveman pulls off the upset over the Ace of Spades, Scott Spade. And then we had Kazile defeating Axel Abreu. And in a two out of three fall match, and it didn't go just three falls. It went four falls, and we'll explain in just a second. Mason Perks defeats Acid Jazz. Mason Perks won the first fall. Acid Jazz took the second. But the third fall was a double countout. And with this rivalry going on over the last couple of shows of Saturday Night Fights, Commissioner Hedford comes out, restarts it for a far fall. There needed to be a decision rendered here. You can't have a best of three fall match and in a draw. So Mason Perks ends up winning via pinfall in that fourth fall to win two falls to one. Very exciting stuff from POW Entertainment and Wrestle Rage coming up in just a couple of weeks. That show has already sold out at Brower House Live in Lombard. Great stuff from Jimmy Blaze. That's going to be a hell of a show. And they've also just recently announced a pay-per-view streaming option for those fans who are out of luck and did not get tickets. 
So stay tuned to POW Entertainment's Facebook page for all the details on that. Upcoming shows, big stuff this weekend. Friday night, October the 21st, One Fall Entertainment presents Pink Heels at the Lax Tavern and Ballroom in Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin. The first match kicks off at 7 o'clock. Lots of talent on this show, including the GLCW champion and the OFE Strong Style champion, Backwoods Brown, who will be our guest right here on Windy City Slam Podcast in just a few minutes. He's taking on Mojo McQueen. Plus, we're going to see wrestlers like EC3, Al Snow, Cal Hero, Sonny Kiss, Allison Kay, Marty Bell, and the Maidens of Iron. We're going to get a whole lot more into this card with Backwoods Brown in just a little bit. So stay tuned. All right. Also Friday night, October the 21st, closer to home, we have Chicago-style wrestling's Chicago Horror Story with special guest, former WWE superstar Eugene, a.k.a. Nick Dinsmore. And the card is as follows. CSW champion Joey Jet Avalon, after escaping twice from Axel Rico over the last couple of months, will defend the title this time against Metro Division champion, superstar Steve Boz. CSW Tag Team Championship, and this is a TLC match. We have the Dope Kings of Filth King Brubaker and CJ Esparza defending against the teams of Big Mood, Mateo Valentine and Jack Moody, Alpha Zeta Zeta, Hans Carton and Austin Adams, and the Black and Brave Armies, Jay Marston and Shane Boucher. Should be one hell of a dynamite match. And Black and Brave Army getting a shot at a championship in CSW. And they've been totally on the lookout to dominate. And this could be their first step to gold in CSW. But that's going to be thrilling no matter who wins that one. And then we have Eugene taking on career killer Chris Miller. Axel Rico faces the B&B Army Shane Hollister. Axel Rico obviously still upset over what happened at last month's show for CSW when Black and Brave Army came in and basically screwed Axel out of the CSW championship. And now he's going to try to cut off one of the heads of the snake in Shane Hollister. Black and Brave Army's Conan Lycan returns after a one-month absence. He takes on Cody Country, Cody James. Six-man tag team action. We have TJ Steele, Adam Stallion, and Acid Jazz against the trio of Ryan Matthews, Iniestra, and Jax Johnson. And then, Team Babushka, Shelly the Bombshell, and Attorney Eric Schultz. Mario Pardua, not booked. I believe he has a show in Florida that night. So it'll just be Shelly and Eric Schultz taking on the team of CSW Women's Champion Heather Reckless and her pet, Cypher. Also Friday night, Freelance Wrestling's Don't Look Under the Ring back at Logan Square Auditorium in Chicago, 8 o'clock bell time, and this is the beginning of Freelance Weekend, where both Freelance and Freelance Underground will be taking place. Big match that I'm looking forward to the most, and this is going to rock LSA, Matt Nix against Trevor Outlaw, the match has been a year in the making. Let's see what happens. 
And then Project Monix with James Russo at his side, taking on Shaza McKenzie. Freelance Legacy Championship between two freelance favorites. Brian Keith defends against Effie. And then we have the Freelance Tag Team Championship on the line. The Bang Bros, Davey Bang and August Matthews, taking on Young, Dumb, and Broke of Nick Wayne and Jordan Oliver. Plus, Kylie Ray was also on the poster, so let's see what she's going to do. And I'm sure there's a whole lot more in store, including one of those classic freelance scramble matches. We're going to get to Saturday night's freelance underground show, Same Old Situation, at the Cantini VFW in Joliet. After our interview with Backwoods Brown, I'm going to go ahead and do a little bit more of an in-depth preview of that show. So stay tuned until after the Backwoods Brown interview, and we're going to talk Freelance Underground. Also this weekend, Sunday, October the 23rd, Golly Lucha Libre presents Golly Mania at Walther Christian Academy in Melrose Park. And Interim World Championship, Ricky Banderas takes on Arrow Boy. The Gladiators Championship, Ricky Cruz defends against Jake Painter and Iniestra in a three-way match. Discovery Champion Axel Rico defends against Dreambreaker Aaron Stone. And that could definitely be a show stealer right there. Galley Women's Championship, Missa Kate defends against Leslie La Munica. And for the Galley Tag Team Championships, La Sociedad Boricua, Chuko and Jay Manny face the Bang Bros of Davy Bang and August Matthews. Plus, there's a ton more. Lots of high-level luchadors are coming to Gali Mania. So check out Gali Lucha Libre on Facebook. A lot more big names coming to that show as well. Also this weekend, we have Saturday night, October the 22nd. Northern Lights Wrestling presents Sweet Screams in Godly. Also, Saturday night, October the 22nd, an evening of comedy with Al Snow at 1218 in Grafton. And Sunday night, if you missed Bret Hart in the Chicagoland area, you have one more chance to meet the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be as GLCW and Big Time Wrestling presents Best There Is with Bret Hart as special guest. And that will be at the Waukesha County Expo Center in Waukesha on Sunday evening. All right, coming up in mere moments, the dominant GLCW champion, Backwoods Brown. Stay tuned. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Very excited to have back once again for the third time on the program, the dominant GLCW champion over of over 1,000 days. And he's going to be a big part of this coming weekend's One Fall Entertainment Pink Heels show up at Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Backwoods Brown. Backwoods, how you doing? I'm good, Mike. I appreciate you having me on, my friend. Uh, it's always it's always fun and it's always a pleasure getting to talk to you. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And first things first, 1,000 days as GLCW champion. Actually, as we're recording it, I believe it's 1,003, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. And when it drops, it'll be 1,004. And then we go on and on from there. So the amazing thing about this title reign to me is you won the championship two days before the first ever episode of Windy City Slam podcast dropped. So yes. you've been the champion of GLCW and for as long as this podcast has been on. And this is episode number 141, I believe. So that's that's kind of crazy when you when you think about it like that, isn't it? Yes, it is. Dominating and just kicking ass, taking names, having some moonshine, and absolutely just killing it up in Wisconsin. That that is what I do best. Kick ass and drink all the booze there is. <laughs> and that rain began on January 18th, 2020. And you beat in that match, it was a triple threat. It was Adam Grace and Swaggle. And Swaggle was actually the champion going into that match. He was, yeah. Now, what do you remember about that match two and a half plus years ago? Um, I remember just thinking uh, before going out there, it's like, how did I end up in this situation? You know, because um, I got the opportunity to to wrestle for the championship at uh, Blizzard Brawl 2019, that was my first Blizzard Brawl. I was in a triple threat with uh, Joey Avalon and, and Adam Grace. And, uh, you know, Grace complained that he didn't get a fair shake because at the time we were both managed by Val Malone. You know, she decided to uh, come along with the shot caller and, and leave Grace in the dust. Uh, so he ended up getting thrown in the match. Um, the The one thing that I remember most about that match in all my years of wrestling, that was the first time and the only time I've ever had my nose busted in the ring. And it was done by Swaggle. Wow. You know, <laughs> How did that trying, happen? I was trying to be cocky and, you know, I was like, oh, you want to fight? And I got down on my knees and I put up my dukes and uh, he hit me with an open hand slap right across the bridge of the nose. Next thing I know, I was going to pick Grace up off the ground and I just saw drip, 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 drip. And I was like, what is that? Touched my nose and I just had blood pouring out of my nose. Wow. That's yeah. Swoggle, man. He's a tough little dude. He is. He, he is. You know, we've uh, mixed it up a couple times over the years and uh, he is a tough little bastard. There's no doubts about it. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get on his bad side either. Otherwise, you won't be getting booked for ACW. <laughs> no, you, you know, you don't. <laughs> And, you know, one surprising thing about that, that that dude is he is heavy. He is little, but he is so, so heavy mm-hmm. to move and to pick up. It's He's got that low center of gravity. You yes. Know? Amazing stuff. And you've also, within the last year, since the last time we spoke, you, you wrestled and defeated Rhino. You wrestled and defeated Val Venus. You've had a great run as GLCW champion. And, and what's it like? to wrestle for David Hero's company at GLCW. I mean, they always put on great shows. Um, it's, 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 you know, it's really special, Mike, um, because for years, you know, GLCW had been a place that, you know, I had wanted to be. And, you know, I could, I just never had found the, the avenue to make it happen. You know, I had known uh, Dave from, you know, my time at Blitz. He would, you know, come in um, at time to time at certain shows and, you know, I would speak with him and was always friendly and cordial, but we had just never um, done any business together. And it just so happens it was a uh, an SSW Super Show uh, the day before Memorial Day in 2019. Ah. And I was in a tag match with uh, 
Dave Rydell and Rough Crossing as my partners versus Bushwhacker Luke, Jordan Cross, and Cal. Remember that well. And uh, ever since ever since that night, um, Dave, you know, he saw my my potential and was like, you know, I'd I'd like you to come in if you're interested, and, you know, come do some some work for me. And um, since then, it's you know, I haven't looked back. You know, my very first show at GLCW was. Um, at Brady Street, which is a big outdoor festival in Milwaukee. And um, I was in the main event with Rhino. Very, very first, very first show. Um, so since then, I, I haven't looked back. You know, I had it set, you know, I, I had a goal in mind that, you know, I wanted to be champion. Um, just didn't know if that opportunity would ever come. Is You know, just because I'm the only indie guy that's ever been GLCW champion. Everyone else who's had the championship has been, you know, a former contracted talent, whether it be WWF, Impact, um, ECW, TNA, you name it. You know, you had guys like Swaggle and Al Snow and Mick Foley and, and Robbie E and just a, a slew of other people that have had that title, but it was never a guy that's had it that wasn't under contract. So let alone to have the opportunity to, to be champion, but to be champion as long as I have been is is mind blowing. And it's funny you mentioned SSW Super Show because that was the first time I actually saw you wrestle. It's the first show I covered with you involved. And I remember one of the mo- most famous pictures that I took from ringside at that show is you holding up young Jordan Cross as Jordan's like totally panicking about to get body slammed. And yeah, you were, and, you know, and I've known Jordan since you know he was a kid. I mean, I started working for SSW in 2007. So, I mean, I've known him for forever. So to get that opportunity to be in the ring with him was, was, a, was a cool moment for me. But, you know, just because I've known you since you're little, I'm not taking it easy on you. You're going to get this ass whooping just like everybody else does. Yeah, his dad did a pretty good uh, licking on him a couple weeks ago too up there at the Super Show before Jordan and Salem Crane won the tag team titles. Over. Yeah, I was I was thoroughly uh, sad that um, – I, you know, I had already had a prior commitment that I couldn't make it to the show. Um, SSW is is always going to be um, home for me in a lot of ways because uh, they were the first place outside of Illinois to to give me an opportunity. Yeah, along with GLCW, SSW always delivers with their shows. Good stuff. Oh, 100%. Now, for the main reason why I have you on, other than the 1,000-day-plus reign, One Fall Entertainment presents Pink Heels, and it is this Friday night, October the 21st, and it's Lax Tavern and Ballroom up in Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin. Bell time is 7 p.m., and that's about an hour-ish north of Milwaukee, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can can get to Sheboygan in about 45 to an hour from Milwaukee. Yeah, and it's about three hours from most of the Chicagoland area, maybe a little less, depending on... Where you're at and the speed of the traffic, but yeah, it's it's very accessible. Yep. And this card, it's loaded, and I'm going to talk about your match first. It's the One Fall Entertainment Strong Style Championship, and it's not just a regular old championship match. No, no, no. It's a monsters ball match, which was made famous by Abyss and Raven and people like that in Impact Wrestling. So it's you, Backwoods Brown, defending against Mojo McQueen. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I think uh, the fa- the fans will definitely be in for a treat um, come this Friday with me and Mojo. Um, he's a guy that has, has been around for a, a long time, and, you know, we've never truly really ever crossed paths a whole lot. So 
um, for a lot of people, this is uh, almost like a, a Midwest indie dream match where, you know, you get two guys that have been cutting their teeth and tearing it up for a long time. And then we get to go out there and go toe to toe. And, you know, they be- they better batten down the hatches. I mean, because if anybody knows what happened last year with me and Rhino and the Extreme Rules match, we went all over the building. I mean, there was baby strollers involved and tables and, you know, we held nothing back. And I'm definitely looking to continue um, that streak of giving the fans at Pink Hills a great show, especially, you know, Mojo uh, Cost, myself and EJ Jensen and Joey Avalon are match a couple weeks ago. And uh, EJ and I's chance to regain the tag team titles. So it's that extra added incentive to go out there and put a ass whooping on Mojo. And I believe if I'm correct, you and Mojo were on opposite sides of a 10-man tag at Frontline Pro in Oak Lawn a couple of years back? Yeah, a couple of years ago. We were actually, uh, we were partners that night. Oh, partners. Team, okay. Yeah, it was Team Northern Lights versus Team uh, Team Frontline. Oh, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, uh, so he was on your team. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. That was the first time I actually got to talk to you uh, in person yes. after seeing you at the SSW before. And you and Ben were so welcoming. I really appreciated that. And very excited to see Frontline expanding back into Illinois next year, too, which was big news from Ben within the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I've been seeing a lot of the stuff on uh, social media. I, I haven't been at Frontline since uh, the big RVD show in 2021, just because of you know my schedule. Unfortunately, I've always uh, had a prior commitment whenever he's, you know, run shows. So, you know, I, have, I haven't been in Frontline in a while, but it was it's definitely a special place. I've had some uh, really exciting moments in front. And some of the other matches on this show are going to be killer as well. It's the One Fall Entertainment Championship match. It's a triple threat. We have Shane Hills, the champion, defending against Ragnar. And then weapon next, Logan Lynch. Yes, Um you know, it's, it's Shane's been the the champion since January of last year. Uh, he won the tournament to crown the first champion, um, and it's been an ongoing thing between uh, mostly him and TW three. Uh, unfortunately, T Dub wasn't able to make it to get an opportunity to earn his way into this match at Pink Hills. But uh, you know, Shane's had some issues with Ragnar and uh, Logan Lynch here recently, so it's it's, it's a lot of uh, emotions invested in this in this main event to see who's coming out with that the championship should be a good one and then we're moving on to the one fall entertainment tri-county championship and your champion is aaron arsenal facing wwe legend gangrel yeah um arsenal he um has he's one of those guys you know as smug and as arrogant as he is he has been putting in the work for the last you know couple years and you can see how his game has grown, um, and it's 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 fitting to see him in a, a profile match as a champion because he's put in the work. But uh, I can tell you from firsthand experience, being in the ring with Gangrel multiple times, uh, he's got his work cut out for him. It, Gangrel is going to give him as much as as he can take. So you know, I, I it's it's going to be tough to to say who's going to come out on top because both guys are capable. You know, and Gangrel's already in Arsenal's head playing playing mind games. Um, at the last uh, One Fall Entertainment show, after Arsenal's match, the lights went out. Uh, the Tron started playing Gangrel's music hit. The lights come on, and Arsenal found himself on the receiving end of a bloodbath. Ooh, those are nasty. 
<laughs> yeah, he was covered head to toe in blood. Oh my god, that probably took several showers to remove all that stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I would imagine so. Yeah, uh, one fall entertainment tag team championships. Now, La Sociedad Boliqua, Chuco, and Jay Manny, and I had one of those guys thrown on top of me at an all heel wrestling show a few months ago by Paulie Tomasoli. So it's no joke. I mean, ringside could be a little crazy, but you know, he'll have La Sociedad Boliqua taking on the challenge of the newest rockers, Al Snow and the fanny pack kid, Cal Hero. This should be really good. Yeah. Um, you know, the it's it's been a those guys have been a thorn in my side for the last couple of months. You know, we just recently lost the tag titles to them mm-hmm. because, it, you know, it's it's for them. So they've always got the numbers, you know, whether it's Manny and Chuko or Axel Rico and Oso. Um, I think Oso is um, is representing part of the team this Friday. Oh, yes. But okay. Al and Cal, you know, that the, the newest rockers um, or Lake Cassidy. Um, they have uh, been making a name for themselves the last you know month or so, and and tearing it up. And they're they're looking to capture their first set of tag team tag team titles. Which uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Um, I can see it going either way because again, the you know the other teams always got got the numbers. But you know, Leif is a, a wily veteran, and I'm sure he's seen it all before. So. And then we're going to get into some matches featuring some big superstars. EC3 takes on Isaiah Moore. Yeah, I, I think that's potential to be a show stealer match of the night. Uh, if for anybody that doesn't know who Isaiah Moore is, you are missing out. He lives up to that name and the moniker of the human highlight. Um, he does something every match I see him where at some point I'm just sitting there with my mouth open like, how in the hell did he do that? You know, and EC3 is a former world champion. You know, he's been around the block and, you know, he's been in there with, with some of the best. So I'm sure he's prepared for it. But that's when, you know, the wily, you know, unpredictable human highlight Isaiah can pull something out that just might shock him. So I think the fans are going to be in for a treat with that match. And speaking of a treat, this next match is going to be a lot of fun as well. We have Sonny Kiss of the AEW Trustbusters, along with like Ario Davari and people like that, taking on Perfection. Yes. Yeah, uh, this will be a, a real test for Perfection. You know, he's never had the chance and opportunity to, to be in there with somebody the, the caliber of Sonny. So this will be the night where we really get to see uh, what Perfection is, is made of, you know, He's been begging for opportunities, and now he's got one. Hopefully, it's uh, hopefully he didn't bite off more than he can chew. Just as long as he doesn't focus too much on the mirror and more on Sonny, he's got a shot. I, I think him and Sonny might be fighting for the mirror. <laughs> That's probably true. Sonny, Sonny really <laughs> likes the mirror as well. So, all right, and then we have tag team action: the Hex, Allison K, and Marty Bell. This should be really good against. Two bruisers in the Maidens of Iron, Stacy Shadows and Melanie Cruz. Yes, uh, I think that one is going to be fantastic. I mean, you have four of the best women's wrestlers in the world right now um, going toe-to-toe. I mean, uh, Stacy and, and Mel have been tag team partners for a long time. Uh, but Allison and Marty, you know, 
they're former tag team champions, you know, NWA women's tag team champions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really one of those, one of those matches where you have two teams that are evenly qualified. They kind of, you know, levels everything off. You don't really know who's going to have the advantage, but uh, I definitely think it, it, it'll be entertaining and it's going to be fun to watch. And are there any other matches or talent that hasn't really been announced or could be announced that could be on the show? Uh, we do have a uh, our second annual Cancer Cup Battle Royal, uh, twenty man over the top Battle Royal. Um, the winner receives a, a nice trophy, the the One Fall Entertainment Pink Hills Cancer Cup, and we do have uh, CBS Milwaukee news anchor Mike Kirkhoff, oh. who will be a entrant and a participant in the Battle Royal. Um, so, you know, like I said, this year. You know, everybody under the sun is one to come out and be involved. Uh, they saw how successful it was last year. Um, you know, it was a huge success for the Pink Hills organization. Also, uh, we raised seven thousand dollars for the group, and we're we're looking to to top what we did last year. And we just wanted to go bigger and better this year. And on a side note, one of my guys, along with you, you're one of my guys too, backwards. But oh, th- th- one th- of th- my th- guys. Th- Darius Luttrell actually won that battle royal and yes, it was a really sweet moment for him. And I've known Darius for about 12 years or so now. Great guy. He's really coming on in this business and he's a real ass kicker in there now. He is. Uh, and, you know, for me, the most important thing is he's a, a good salt of the earth person, uh, a truly genuine, uh, good dude through and through. So it was really nice to, to, to see him come out on top last year because I know personally, um, his family and himself have been affected by cancer. So that makes it even, even sweeter. Um, that's why, you know, it's, and for me as well, Mike, this show um, really holds a, a big, big place in my heart. My mom uh, was a, a cancer survivor in the nineties. Uh, and then unfortunately in June of 2020, uh, she lost a, a second battle with cancer. So this, this show is um, very important. Last year, I, I wore a special ring gear that I had made for her when she had passed that had, because um, she was a Chicago police officer, so it had her initials on it, and the Chicago police uh, flag colors and her badge number. Um, so I'm, I'm going to pull it pull it out one more time for Pink Hills to, to pay tribute and, and, and homage to her. And I actually caught a story on Facebook. There was something about your gear getting lost and then recovered. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, it was in June. We did the uh, GLCW. We had our annual show at the Ashton Penn Firefighters Picnic. And uh, we did the show. And then afterwards, uh, some of us had went out to go to a friend's house. And we were hanging out, having a good time. And uh, my gear bag was in the back of my, my pickup truck. And we were uh, sitting on my tailgate having a good time. And when, when we left, I don't know if um, the handle didn't latch all the way when we left. We leave the my friend's house. And we're all the way out in the boonies. Driving for about 30 minutes. Stop at a quick trip so I could get gas and my buddy could get a drink. <coughs> oh, excuse me, Mike. Oh, <coughs> getting choked up telling this story. <laughs> and um, looked in the back and my tailgate was down. And I, I looked and my bag wasn't there. You know, it's like one something in the morning. So I instantly started driving back to my buddy's house to try to see if I could find it. Couldn't see it. Turned back around to start heading home, still looking for the bag. Couldn't see it. 
Um, ended up getting home at like 5 a.m. <clears throat> and I'm just uh, devastated because um, my boots and my extra singlets and all my, my knee braces and everything were in the bag. Um, the strong, my strong style championship was in the bag, but <clears throat> I was more so hurt and devastated because the boots, I've only had one pair of wrestling boots in my whole 16-year career. And my mom had bought me those boots when I first started. You know, that was her, 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 her sign of saying that she believed in me and she was supporting my dream. Um, so for me to lose that bag, I was, I was heartbroken. You know, I was like, she's not here anymore. And, you know, those boots were special because they were from her. So um, the time the Ric Flair show comes, comes around, uh, somebody, uh, Dave Hero had given me a, a pair of boots just to wear, and um, I was in the dugout getting ready for the show, and somebody had called me and said, hey, Dave, wants you to come back in the stadium and come up into the, the skybox area where we had been before the show was getting ready to start. And I go up there, and he introduces me to his friend, Paul Wagner, who was a former pitcher for the Brewers. And, um, you know, I'm just, you know, thinking nothing of it, you know, shaking his hand and saying hi to him. And uh, Dave was like, you know, Paul's got a, a story that he wants to tell you. And he was like, uh, you know, my daughters were going out for a morning walk one day and they see this suitcase land in the ditch. And, uh, you know, it had pro wrestling stickers and stuff on it. So um, they brought it home and, and showed it to their dad. And, you know, he opened it up and, and saw a championship belt. And he was like, well, I don't know much about this stuff. Um, the one person that, uh, I know the call that would know anything about it would be Dave Hero. So he reaches out to Dave and it just so happens um, uh, the, the, the minor league team in Oconomowoc, he's on the, uh, the coaching staff. So he's telling me the story and it's just hitting me right in the feels because I had come to the realization like this bag is gone. I'm never going to see it again. And um, he found it. And I was just like in shock and awe because I was like I, I, in a million years there's no way that I would have thought this bag would be found I mean because it's out you know we were out in the, the country so it's a, mm -hmm. a lot of ditches and tall grass and for them to be able to see it um, I, so I get the bag back from Dave a couple days later and I open it up I'm thinking oh man all this stuff is going to be moldy because it rained and I'm going to have to wash everything really good all this stuff and I open my bag and everything was in there just how I had left it. Nothing was damaged. Nothing was ruined. Um, so I, I think that was uh, one of those things of where my mom was watching over me and uh, Dave's mom as well because, you know, it was supposed to rain that day of the show and it was an outside, outside show. And, um, you know, Dave had, was just asking for the rain not to come and we didn't get any rain and, you know, I found my bag. So I think that was uh, our moms up there just – sending us some some love and good luck and uh, just looking out for us. That's just an amazing story. And you, by knowing Dave and meeting him over at SSW a few years ago, probably helped in that too. I mean, you cultivate yeah. these relationships and Absolutely. you get to know people and then a little bit of uh, maybe divine intervention here and there and boom, there you go. You got your stuff back. Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, I just still in shock and awe. Like I said earlier, that I have I have a bag back. That's an unbelievable story, and it was really sweet. I'm glad I was able to have you tell it on the program. 
I appreciate you giving me the time to tell this story, Mike. Yep. And one other thing I want to get into before we go, uh, I know you are passionate about the Bears, yes. my Chicago Bears, your Chicago Bears, yes. and you living up in Wisconsin now and having to deal with all these Packer fans and all these other people coming up to you and probably razzing you and stuff like that. All I got day. one warning for these Packer fans. Well, you won't like backwards when he's angry. You won't. You will not. Um, as you know, Mike, you see it on social media. I take my bears very, very seriously. Um, you know, but everybody up here, you know, they, they like to make the jokes and poke fun. But I always tell them, you know, there's only so much poking and prodding I'm going to take before I lose my shit. What do you think about the team this year? They're they're two and four as of now. They had a really tough loss against the Commanders this past Thursday night. But Justin Fields has actually shown some flashes of brilliance at times. So what's your take? You know, coming into this season, I didn't have super high hopes because I was looking at this season as a rebuild year. I mean, we we moved off of a lot of our you know our big veteran contracts, and it's a, it's a really it's a really young team. Um, so I you know I wasn't. I didn't have the, the bar set so high. Um, one thing that I've been able to take away since week one is they're a tough team and they compete. Um, that defense is, I don't think they get enough credit for, you know, how good they are. I mean, even, you know, we've lost four games, but it's not like we're giving up a whole lot of points in these losses. Um, you know, where the, the defense is, is trying their best to, to keep it close. Uh, our run game is our run game is is really solid. Um, the pass protection is 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 where things get you know hairy sometimes. Uh, luckily, Justin, being the athlete that he is, he's able to create when there's nothing there or the play breaks down. Um, outside of Darnell Mooney, we don't really have you know a big down the field threat. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's one thing that's a, a glaring hole in that offense is. They don't have a guy where Justin can just throw it up and they can go get it. Um, we have Cole Komet. I wish I really wish they would get him involved more in the offense. I mean, that kid is a stud with good hands. He's strong. Uh, he can block really well, and he's fast. I mean, you know, he's that hybrid tight tight end that has come along over the last couple of years that can be a game changer, like a you know a George Kittle or. Travis Kelsey or somebody like that. So I, I wish they would get him um, really more involved in the offense and just cater the offense a little more to what Justin does best. Um, you know, some bootlegs, get him out of the pocket, get him, get him thrown in motion. Um, don't leave him on an island to just try to stand in the pocket and throw the ball. Granted, he has the, the arm talent and ability to do so, but you know, you want to put your your quarterback and your team in the best position to win, and it's just being able to make those. Those plays, um, you know, when you're you're there on the goal line or in the red zone and being able to convert and just not the bonehead penalties or turnovers. I mean, that has killed the Bears so many times this season. It's just the bonehead plays. But, again, I, I chalk it up to how young they are. I just think this coaching staff is more, you know, it's better for Justin. I mean, they're, they're tailing things more toward him than the last yes. half with Matt Nagy and them. And I think Getsy and Ibraflus kind of get it. I think they're still tweaking with some stuff too and trying to yep. see what he can do and learn and stuff. But yeah, I think they're on the right track. So, so do I, I you know, I think, uh, you know, Getsy and, and Ibraflus, 
they they have a, a vision of where they want to take this team and where they can go with Justin Fields. You just got to put some put some more pieces around them. You know that the offensive line um, has been better than it has been in years past, but it's still not up to the 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 standard where it should be. And um, again, if, you know we'll we'll have some some money this offseason. We got a bunch of cap space. They got to go out and get him a receiver. Absolutely. That's got to be target number one is wide receiver and target number one A is probably a veteran offensive lineman that could be good for them. Uh, I I fully agree. So, you know, I'm never giving up on my team, man. I will. I'm riding with my bears until the end of time. Bear down until the day I die. Yeah, I think they're actually going to surprise some more people before the end of the season. Oh, so do I. I mean, think about it. You know, we, we lost that heartbreaker to the commanders on Thursday. We should have we should have beat the Giants. We should have beat the Giants, you know, last Sunday. Um, you know, we were we were in the mix with with Minnesota. Uh, yeah. Down eighteen, you know, so, game back. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're a gritty, tough team, man, and you you can't count them out. Absolutely, looking forward to what they've got coming down the rest of the season. Hopefully, they yes. get a few more wins under their belt. All right, backwards. Before we let you go, go ahead and plug your social media, whatever merchandise you might have, and some of your upcoming shows. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm on all social media uh, platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm not hard to find. There ain't too many guys that look like me. Uh, you type in Backwoods Brown, you'll see me on somebody's flyer. Or you'll you'll get a direct link to one of my pages. Um, as far as, you know, I, I have a, a plethora of, of, of merch t-shirts eight by tens beer bottle openers if you don't see me at a show or if you see me at a show and i don't have the size you need please feel free to send me a message on social media so i can you know get what what size you're looking for um this friday we've got you know pink hills and sheboygan falls which is going to be fantastic i'm really looking forward to it really excited hoping to to see so many people come out and support a great cause and uh see some good wrestling there'll be a lot of great Raffle prizes and bas- baskets. Uh, last year, Tommy Dreamer won an autographed Brett Favre jersey, which was great. Um, he worked the show, but then he put, you know, money back into the cause, trying, you know, for raffle baskets. Uh, and then that Sunday, the 23rd, I will be back at the Waukesha Expo Center uh, for a joint show with uh, Big Time Wrestling and GLCW with Bret Hart as the special guest. Uh, the main event was Dax Hardwood, FTR versus Jay Lethal. We've got EC3 versus uh, uh, Harry Smith. We've got um, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. will be on the show. Uh, I will be defending my GLCW Heavyweight Championship uh, in a rematch against TW3 from this past Saturday. Uh, T-Dub was able to get a count-out victory because uh, he hit me with three of the, the Kofi kicks and three Trouble in Paradises and knocked me out and I fell out of the ring and, you know, couldn't get back up, but I might have lost the match, but I still retain my championship, so that's what matters. Um, so I'm gonna give him, we give him another shot next uh, this Sunday, but we're gonna spice it up a little bit. No count out, no DQ. We'll see how tough TW is and how bad he really wants to be champion. Um, then November 5th, I will be at Circle B for GLCW for Beauty and the Beast two with special guests Chelsea Green and Kevin Thorne. And then uh, first weekend in December, Blizzard Brawl. Um, you know, some of the guests have already been announced. 
Um, we've got Moose, EC3, uh, Eric Redbeard. We've got um, ODB coming. We've got uh, Vamp- uh, Gangrel, Vampiro, uh, you know, uh, a who's who of, of talent. And, of course, like any other Wizard Ball, there will just be people there that weren't even announced just there to to not miss one of the biggest shows of the year in the Midwest. All right, Backwoods, thank you very much for all your time and once again for being on the show. And best of luck this weekend with Pink Heels and then some of your other ventures as well. Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate uh, you having me on. I always enjoy it every single time. It's always a blast. And I appreciate you always uh, willing to, always being willing to give me a platform to to help uh, promote and, and spread any anything I've, I've got coming up. And just being a, a real supporter, it, it does not go unnoticed. And it's truly appreciated not only by me, but, you know, a lot of the guys, uh, in the Chicagoland and Midwest area. We, we, we appreciate what you do for us and all the work you put in. And you're very welcome. And thank you for coming on and bear down Chicago. Bears. Bear down, bear down. Always a fun conversation with Backwoods Brown. He's one of my guys, Chicago Bear fan for life, and dominant GLCW champion. And if you're at all in the Milwaukee area, Green Bay, Southeast Wisconsin, even Northeast Illinois, and you feel like you want to take a ride to see some stars and some great action for a great cause, check out One Fall Entertainment's Pink Heels Friday night in Sheboygan Falls. All right, before we wrap up the show, I want to go back a little bit and preview Freelance Underground, same old situation, and that is this Saturday night at the Cantini VFW in Joliet, 5.30 doors, 6 p.m. bell time. And if you can't make it to the show, it'll be on IWTV, but this is the one Joliet show for freelance underground that you really need to get to because this is a loaded show, probably the most loaded show they've ever had in Juliet, and they've had some great shows in the past. But let's just get to some of these matches. For the Wrestling for a Cure Tag Team Championship, the Bang Bros, Davey Bang and August Matthews, take on the young, high-flying, exciting team of Sky's the Limit, Xavier Sky and Saban Gage. Well, the Bang Brothers have been tearing it up for a couple of years. They've been terrific. They've been the freelance tag team champions, and they've also been the freelance underground tag team champions. And now they're defending the Wrestling for a Cure tag team titles here at this show. And I love Sky's the Limit. They've only had a couple of matches on freelance so far, but they're terrific looking young team. Saban Gage has kind of been established himself over the last couple of years between CSW and freelance. And Xavier Sky has had a terrific run so far in freelance with some matches against Project Monix. The sky is the limit for this team. Not sure if they're going to break through just yet, but this is a future championship team in my opinion. So this is going to be a terrific match, and hopefully the ceiling is not too low for these two excellent teams. We also have the Freelance Underground Tag Team Championships, and in their first title defense, Pick and Pop, Darius Luttrell and Coda Hernandez are taking on the Philly Marino experience, and I believe this is 
PME's first appearance in Joliet for Freelance Underground. They're a fun tag team, and Pick and Pop has been tearing it up for the last couple of years. We thought maybe it just would just be a short-term partnership with Darius and Coda, but it's been terrific. They're almost like brothers, and Darius has just been terrific as a big man wrestler, and Coda just Eddie Guerrero esque with a lot of his tactics, and they're a fun team to watch. Pick and pop. That should be a yet another great tag team match. And if you're a fan of tag team wrestling, you're gonna get two great matches this weekend in Joliet. And then the women's match. This is awesome too because Shaza McKenzie will be making her Joliet debut. She is taking on Billy Starks. And I'm very excited to see Shaza for the very first time in person. I've only seen her on streaming. And it'd be cool to see her right in front of me as I'm shooting at ringside. And Billy Starks, still just 17 years old. And just celebrated her fourth anniversary in professional wrestling. And she's also the second wrestling champion. And we're going to talk about that next week. Because their show is coming up at Dirty Nellie's in Palatine on Thursday, I believe the 27th of October. And another freelance favorite, Brian Keith, the freelance legacy champion. He's coming to Freelance Underground. He's making his debut in Joliet against another guy who I believe is having his first match in Joliet in Maserati West Barkley. And both these guys are terrific. And Brian Keith, for the last year or so in freelance wrestling, amazing talent. And now he's coming back to Underground. And then. The Battle of Joliet. Yes, it's finally happening. Egotistical Fantastico returns to Freelance Underground for the first time in a couple of years. And he's built from Mexico City, Joliet. But it's no secret, if you follow Chicago Light Independent Wrestling, you know who Egotistical Fantastico is. And he's a dynamic performer. He's an awesome performer. And he's a veteran of this business. And Gunner Brave, a young guy already christened the best in the Midwest when he won Rocket Pro's Best in the Midwest Tournament. He's making his third appearance, or maybe his fourth appearance now for Freelance Underground, and his third appearance in Joliet for Freelance Underground. He's also the Outer Limits champion for Rocket Pro, and he had a terrific match with Storm Grayson at Rocket Pro's event this past month. And now, the Battle of Joliet commences. Egotistico Fantastico, Gunner Brave, two guys from Joliet, should be awesome. Freelance Underground Independent Championship, Storm Grayson defends the title against the up-and-coming sensei himself, Alfonso Gonzalez of Team Alfonso. And Gonzalez, another guy that kind of reminds me a little bit of Eddie Guerrero. He's Kind of a, a crazy little character. He will do whatever it takes to get a win. Storm Grayson, though, the last two and a half years, incredible athlete, incredible run. Former freelance world champion, longtime freelance underground independent champion. And in fact, this weekend, he celebrates one year with that title since he dethroned Laney Luck in a scramble at Freelance Underground's final phase last year. And your main event, 
the Freelance Underground Championship, also celebrating his one-year anniversary as Freelance Underground Champion. Heavyweight Hustle, Calvin Tankman, the belt collector. He also is the Black Label Pro Champion. At last check, he was the MLW Tag Team Champion. He's had other titles. He came very close to winning the AAW Championship. He's been a busy man, and he will face the challenge of Joe Alonzo. The Oaklaw native is now on everybody's radar. He's been wrestling for the NWA. He was on the recent wrestling showcase. He recently just appeared for AAW, and now he's making a name for himself in freelance underground. He's the number one contender to that title. Should be one hell of a match. And I think Tankman retains, but then again, you never know. Alonzo's kind of got that crazy little tendency to upset some people, not only with his wrestling, but with his actions as well. And he's he's a guy that won't hesitate to use a little underhanded tricks to win a match. But he's a guy that could win a match without that, though, too. So just should be a hell of a match. And hopefully his life insurance is paid up. Otherwise, Calvin Tankman may be living up to his promise that he made at the last Joliet show a few months ago when Alonzo made the challenge to him. And also on this card, we have Ruffo of the Brothers of Construction. We have Mojo McQueen. The night after he faces Backwoods Brown at One Fall Entertainment, he's coming back to Joliet. And Project Monix with James Russo. Have not heard any matches for any of those individuals as of yet. But Monix, he's been on fire in Freelance Underground. It's been a year since the whole ultimate swerve at final phase. And for the one-year anniversary of that, I have a feeling he might have something big planned. James Russo might have something big planned. Will they interfere in the Freelance Underground Championship match? Or what else could they have in store? It's going to be an exciting night. Again, Freelance Underground, same old situation. Cantini VFW in Joliet. Doors at 5.30, bell at 6. Saturday night, October the 22nd. Tickets are 20 bucks. Get them because I'm sure they're flying. All right. Next week on the program, we will recap this huge weekend of professional wrestling, including my coverage of Freelance Underground. And we welcome for the very first time multi-time POW Entertainment Champion, the Ace of Spades, Scott Spade. And we're going to talk Russell Rage 20 and a whole lot more right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. So long, everybody.